But first, our top story of the morning talks about rail maintenance as it gets a strong look from unions who say that one class one railroad is not performing the way that it should. Joanna Marsh joins us again today for our top story. And Joanna, obviously we know there's issues at Norfolk Southern, but now BNSF coming forward with maintenance issues as well. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So, um, so three unions who have uh, mechanics as part of their membership, uh, I have to read them from here, so I'm not. <laughs> I remember they're, they're the, uh, the abbreviations, but the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, um, the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, um, and the uh, Smart um, Mechanical Division of, of um, the International Association of Sheet Metal, Air, Rail, and Transportation Workers. So it's IBEW, IAM, and Smart MD. Um, so the, those three unions have uh, filed a lawsuit in the U.S. District Court um, in Missouri uh, about um, how they say, well, they're arguing that um, BNSF has uh, violated um, federal labor laws, um, specifically the, the Railway Labor Act, because um, because of the way that it's been handling its uh, locomotive maintenance and inspection program. Um, and uh Part of it is um, uh, because they've been uh, BNSF. They say has been been outsourcing workers um, to to uh, to conduct the maintenance and inspections that uh, members of those three unions have historically done. Um, so that kind of that that uh, that action kind of is in they they argue is in violation of of, of their contract. Um, but there's also um, uh, concern by by those members that uh, those union members that um, that BNSF has been conducting maintenance. I mean, you know, it's not like they haven't been, but but uh, the the program they argue used to be more robust, and um, and over the last several years um, has uh, not been as robust, and kind of um, still doing maintenance, but kind of more along the lines of what the um, uh, federal minimum standards are. So that's what's going on right now. Um, in, in terms of, of the lawsuit, uh, I checked yesterday, BNSF hasn't responded, um, in the lawsuit. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll obviously have to respond at that some point. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they say. Thing about precedent here, historically you noted it was done by union mechanics. Now it's non-union. Is there something in specific where there are not enough union people or did they not really have a strong precedent to begin with? Sure. So I think part of it is sort of the, the wider issue of, of how um, headcount trends have been have been um, how headcount totals have been trending um, over the last several years. Uh, so even though BNSF hasn't said publicly that it uses precision schedule railroading, um, if you kind of look at the numbers and kind of in between the lines, it looks like they, they have deployed similar um, tactics. And so part of that is reducing um, the headcount or the number of employees that you have. So the three unions are arguing that BNSF um, did furlough uh, some some workers, and also the another reason too is a pandemic. Um, uh, when the pandemic first started, uh, all of the railroads uh, furloughed a lot of their workforce um, with the expectation that the workforce would return. Um, and BNSF and actually the other railroads um, didn't see that workforce returning as as uh, as 
would have been the case historically. Um, so, uh, so there are were fewer workers according to the unions and kind of looking at their membership rosters. Um, and so there were fewer people to, to handle uh, all the maintenance and, and inspection and, and just the other regular um, duties that, that need to be done. So that's part of the reason why, uh, why BNSF uh, outsourced workers. So oftentimes it takes a major event for some of these folks to start speaking forward, right? There's often that fear of retribution from a large company to a union. And I think the situation in East Palestine with Norfolk Southern has been kind of that cataclysmic event for a lot of these folks to say, okay, you know what, maybe we start stepping forward about some of our concerns. Do you think that after we see so much national attention on that derailment, we're going to be seeing more of this coming forward, that a lot more people are going to have that confidence to step up and say, hey, we're worried about these operations, that they're not quite as safe as they should be, and we're doing this in order to avoid something like what happened with the Norfolk Southern train. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think part of it is that um, the unions feel like they have a lot of momentum um, on their side. Uh, There have been past court cases, you know, past lawsuits, um, even as as recently as, as last year, um, involving unions and, and BNSF over um, BNSF's attendance policy. So the unions have uh, brought certain issues before the railroads, but I think um, with so much public scrutiny happening these days, uh, not just, you know, from, from federal officials, uh, but also just, you know, in the mainstream media, it's interesting because I was, you know, looking at my, my emails and my Google alerts and, and I saw all these headlines about, you know, Norfolk Southern's president CEO, Alan Shaw, um, testifying, uh, before Congress today, um, you know, from, from places that normally wouldn't have covered, um, sort of railroad matters, like, you know, like, um, Fox and CNBC and, you know, all these sort of, uh, bigger, not bigger, but like <laughs> more, more, more prominent, uh, media outlets. And so, um, uh, yeah, so I, I think there's just a lot of momentum going forward, um, for the unions in terms of, of rail safety reforms. And I think the industry has, um, obviously they, they've had to respond to it. Um, and, uh, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, uh, how things shake down like several months out in terms of, um, you know, how much this does uh, address, you know, how, how much this does reform um, rail safety within the industry. And got about a minute and a half left here. Uh, looking at desired outcomes, uh, railroads getting sued because it did not hire enough people, let them go, now needs more people. Do you think the unions are trying to get some of these jobs back or are they trying to get financial uh, recompense for their suffering? Yeah, I think that one of the biggest issues really is the work-life balance again, um, because uh, some of the, um, the the craft employees, like the the train engineers and the train conductors, um, have a really hard. They have a really hard schedule, you know, in terms of um, when they're on call and uh, and for how long they're on call, and so it's not, uh, you know, you really have to <laughs> you have to love the the railroads to. Um, to, to, to do that kind of work. And so, you know, and, and there's been concern um, about you know, how, you know, where the future, where the future uh, workers will come from. And so I think really the larger issue for unions is, is trying to create um, a, a situation where, um, you know, the, the work-life balance is a little better um, and it's, um, 
you know, maybe it's kind of Pollyannish to say, but sort of like win-win for all. So. Well, thank you for joining us this morning with this story. Of course, we'll catch up with you as more news from the rails continues to drop and have a great rest of your day. Thanks. You too.